Hello. Thanks for connecting to the teachings of Prophet Lovi Elias. May you be blessed by this teaching and may your life never be the same. To get the most value from this word, empty your heart and be ready to receive. If you have been impacted by this ministry and want to sow into it, please visit prophetlovi.com or revelationchurchla.org. Now here's our prophet, Dr. Lovi Elias. John chapter 16 from verse 20 to 25. If you're ready, one, two, three, let's read together. Verily, verily, I say unto you, that ye shall reap and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in travail, having sorrow, because her hour is come, but as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remember no more the anguish. For joy that a man is born into the world. And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again. And your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs. But the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs. But I shall show you plainly of the Father. Say, Father, help me. Father, help me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You may sit in heavenly places. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, what the Lord communicated to my spirit for you. If you are prepared, you'll be rejoicing. If your spirit was ready, maybe I'm speaking to Revelation Nation. You see, this area is already tapping into something. Young man with a baby on your chest. Is that your wife? I'm sorry. I just saw the angel of the Lord come to you. And when he came to you, I saw him giving you a key. And when I gave, I saw him giving you this key. I saw the Lord moving you into a new house. Hallelujah. I'm prophesying. Let me. Let me. You are not ready. Already. I saw the Lord removing you from where you are because the place is not the place you should be. There is frustration in that place because it's not only the two of you. Eh? I saw God lifting you, taking you, giving you a key. And I saw God establishing you in your own place. And I saw increase upon increase. Sit down. Let me me start. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Somebody shall prophesy. Sit down. My spirit is joyful because of what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Now hear me by the Spirit of God. Hear me by the Spirit of God. Before I start, first of all, my brothers are here. The Eagle of Miami. Please stand up, handsome man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Apostle of Solution. The handsome apostle. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, now hear me by the Spirit of God. I'm talking about portals of heaven. Somebody say portals of heaven. Portals of heaven. I can't hear you. Portals of heaven. Now, you have to understand the word portal also means access point or a gateway. Now, I want you to understand the systems of heaven and to understand the ways of the spirit. And when I say the ways of the spirit, I'm talking about what God has established himself. You have to understand that everything that you see, every way that is before you is ordained by God. The only thing that the devil can ever do is to pervert a way, but he can never change the system that God has put in a place for things to work. Come on. I want this to be clear in your spirit. This is the reason why just because the world has mediums doesn't mean you cannot prophesy. Because if we go by that standard, then there should not be any prophet. But when God was leading the children of Israel out of Israel, he told them, I have given you prophets so that you don't consult. You don't consult what these neighboring countries consult. They consult their magicians. They consult all these people. I have given you my oracles. In fact, the name prophet came later. It was seer, oracle, and then prophet. Because in their day, in their day, they used different words to describe different things. If you even look in the book of Samuel, when Saul lost his donkeys, him and his servant went to look for them. When his father lost his donkeys, they went to look for them. Then they got into a certain town, and I believe the servant said, Listen, there is a seer in this city. Let us go and see him. He will tell us where the donkeys are. Notice that the value of the prophet is so diluted today. A prophet is not supposed to only give you prayer. He's supposed to give you direction. Yes. Where you have lost things, where you have gone wrong in order for you to know where you will succeed in. Let me talk to somebody. Amen. The problem is, we don't have many prophets. We have prophetic people who are lying to you, they are prophets. But they cannot tell you what God's direction, God's mind for you is at this moment. They can't. They have to sleep. They have to feel it in their spirit. You can't just come. And within a few minutes, they know God's mind concerning you. Yesterday, I won't show, tell you who it is. I, I, I was meeting with somebody. Serious cases that people don't even see. You think prophecy is deep here. You don't know the meetings we have in our offices. Somebody came to me. A dear mother. And she sat down because of a certain situation. I spoke about things that were in the house. It was a thing of, should we keep this? Should we get rid of this? Should we do this? Should we do this? Before they even went to it, I knew all the details by the Spirit of God. So that she can receive direction, she doesn't end up in a stumbling place, a place of calamity where God doesn't want that person to be. That is what the prophetic ministry is. Amen. If your people cannot come to you to say, let me go. To this prophet, 
He would tell me God's mind concerning my life because of where I am. So that I know what to do. That is the function of a prophet. If you go to a prophet and he told you go and pray about it. Doubt their prophetic office. I said it. Doubt their prophetic office. The prophetic, you see. Prophecy can come by the will of the Holy Spirit. Whereby the Holy Spirit descends on you and he makes you to speak. But what will the function of the prophet be if he can not tell you the mind of God? An evangelist wins souls. A teacher teaches. A prophet prophesies. That's the duty of a prophet. A prophet will teach you, yes, because we are all to reveal Christ. But their primary function is to show you direction within God. Go left, go right. Pray about it this way. Be careful about this. Be careful about that. Don't be afraid about this. God has already gone ahead of you. That is what the prophetic office is. If your prophetic office cannot benefit those who are around you, it only speaks about things that are far away. It does not benefit. My friend, doubt your prophetic calling. Uh, I'm telling you the truth. Doubt your prophetic calling. It's not real. You may be prophetic, but you're not a prophet. Are are you hearing me? This is a a legit truth. If If I tell you go to your Bible and read it, which is good, which I make you do. But if you come and seek me about something and I tell you go and pray about it, why did God send me? What is the point? Then I am of no use to the kingdom of God. Because that is my function. It's like somebody is demon possessed. Comes to me and I tell you go and fast and pray and God will deliver you. I should have the capacity to set you free. So that you can go and serve God in peace. Yeah. That is the co- How can you be a deliverer that doesn't deliver people but you send people to deliver themselves? It makes no sense. Uh, am I talking to somebody? So understand this uh, 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 heavenly portals. I want you to receive this by the spirit of God. In the system of God, where God is located, where God is in the highest heaven, and God himself exists even outside of heaven because heaven is a created place. When I was taken into the heavens, God told me, what you see on the throne, I have manifested myself here so that they can see me like in your world. They saw me when I came in the flesh. But I am eternal. I cannot fit within creation. I can only be revealed. Because if God's fullness is in heaven, then God also has a beginning. That is why the Bible tells you when Jesus ascended, he ascended above all heaven, meaning he came out of creation. Oh, you're teaching. I'm trying to help you understand some spiritual things. Now hear me by the spirit of God. God himself has created access points upon the earth whereby Men, even accidentally, if they go into a certain place, they can have an encounter with God that is able to twist and change their destiny forever. 
An example is Jacob was running away from his brother because Esau is trying to kill him because he deceived his father in order to be blessed. But as he escaped his brother, he got to a certain place and he got tired. He took a rock to make a pillow so that he may rest. But when he slept, he had a vision in that location. You see, many of you are not spiritually sensitive to understand what location am I in and what happened in that location. I feel like I'm talking to myself. There are places you will go to, you will have demonic attacks. And there are places you will go to and you will have spiritual blessing from God. Not because you are praying or you are not praying. What territory are you in? And if there is a portal in that place, it will benefit you. Come on. So Jacob, Jacob lays his head. Jacob lays his head in this location. And immediately falls into a vision of the night. He sees what is called the sulam. Coming from the ground, going into the heavens. And he saw angels ascending and descending. And when he looked, he saw the Lord telling him, I will be with you. I will walk with you. I will bless you. I will make you a great nation. And this and this and that. And you notice from that point on, Jacob who could not hear God, who had no ability to discern God, you realize something changed with him, that there was an angel that started going with him, that when he went into, is it Laban or what is his father-in-law? When he went to Laman, his father-in-law's house, every time his father-in-law would cheat him, the angel of the Lord always had solutions for him. He would tell him, do this and do this. But when he was in his father's house, there was never an activation of the prophetic. There was never an activation of the angelic. But the moment he slept where the portal... Come on, teaching. I prophesy to somebody. Yes. By reason of where you are. Come on. As the amens even get louder, something is getting loose for you in the spirit. Something is unlocking for you in the heavens. If you believe this, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sit, Sit for two seconds. Sit now. Understand this. Understand this. There are locations that are physical. An example is at the Jordan, there is a place. That encounters with God happened consistently. Elijah disappeared on the other side of the Jordan. In fact, many times people knew that he would be taken by the Holy Spirit to the other side and no one will know where he is. The priests, when they crossed over from Egypt and got to the promised land, the the, the Jordan parted for them. Because there is an activity that is there that is heavenly. In that same place where Elijah was taken and everything happened. Is the same place the son of the living God. Also goes to the same location. And when he gets here heaven. There is a reason why John the Baptist himself. Would be on the other side of the Jordan. Hmm. Mm. So there are physical places that are endorsed by God that even accidentally you bring in that place, something can happen. I remember 
years ago, I had an encounter with Father Abraham. My brother, Prophet EJ, comes into the house. We don't even talk. He just comes to my home. He goes and sleeps there. He comes out of a vision and tells me, you didn't tell me Daddy Abraham came to you. He told me that what he gave you, I should go to you. You pray for me so that he comes. He's here. He will tell you. But notice, in that place, everyone that came to my house, I remember my son Musa, the first time he came to the house, he slept at the same place because it's the most comfortable place. Guess what? He had an encounter there. I remember Bishop Alex, uh, Claudius. <laughs> Are you hearing me? He went to the same place, laid down. Same thing, he woke, got up and said, D -d -d I saw this and this. that place, even if you don't tell anybody, there are always encounters that happen in that place because I had many visitations in that place. Why? I don't know. God just endorses certain places. But there is another portal that is not in nature. Are you hearing me, somebody? <laughs> like an example again. Upon Mount Sinai, there was a portal there. That's why God would descend and ascend. That is why God, the fire on the Mount Sinai, never went to Egypt. It remained in that place. And an African man called Jethro, who came from Africa, went to the Middle East in Saudi, where Mount Musa was. That's where he ministered to God. Because God had endorsed that mountain, that that will be the place that he comes down and ministers to you and he goes. Now, apart from physical or locations in nature there is another portal that is a woman come on come on I want to go somewhere but you're not ready I want to go somewhere but I don't think you're ready Now hear me by the Spirit of God. Whenever God wants to remain, not to just visit, but to remain in a place, He doesn't just endorse a location. He will endorse a person. Come on, the teaching prophet. I don't know if you can hear me. Hear me by the Spirit of God. God will pick somebody. And women naturally without even prayer. Because of their womb. God has already preordained them before the world began. For them to be an access point. That spirits will leave heaven and be joined with a body in order for that spirit to inhabit the earth. I don't know if I'm speaking to somebody. So, God wants to come into the world and dwell with his people. What does God do? He looks for Mary. He doesn't look for the dust. He looks for Mary. He doesn't just appear in the flesh, which he can. But because he wants to dwell with men, he finds a woman. And by finding the woman, 
he overshadows her. And by doing so, he is born into the physical world. Every one of you, once upon a time, even including me, people say we were thought in God. That's not true. We were substance. If you know the thoughts of God, you know they are substance. They are substance. God is called Father of Lights. Why is he called Father of Lights? He's talking about you and me. You are the light of the world. I am the true light. I have also begotten you to be a light in the world. Nobody puts a light under their table, but they put it on. He is talking about the same nature in you that he took from himself, found your mother, and put that flesh together. When your mother and father were intimate, they are thinking they are just getting intimate. God was using them to put flesh together. This is the reason why you are not an accident. You never happened by accident. So good. You are the light of the world. Why? You carry the same nature, but I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. This is just for you to be released into the world. For you to walk around and be around. You notice God telling Jeremiah, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. I knit you together, meaning I put your flesh together. Your members, I decided you have this kind of nose. But your spirit, I already know you. Are you hearing me? So every one of us went through a portal to enter this world. But the issue is, when the rich young ruler came to the Lord Jesus, he said, what must I do to be saved? Jesus said, (laughs) said, you have to be born again. The man asked, how? Will I return into my mother's womb? Jesus said, no, 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 no. This kind of birth is no longer through a woman. She already released you here. You must be born of the spirit. You must be born of what? The spirit. Because somebody who came from their mother cannot go back. Jesus could return to his father because he did not come by human means. The Holy Spirit overshadowed his mother and he was conceived. Are you understanding what I'm saying? He is the author of life because he came by the spirit. He returned by the spirit and he will come again by the spirit. But for you and me to return and to be reconciled by God. Jesus came. He is walking on the earth. He's saying this. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Nobody comes to my father. You see, many of you don't understand. You're seeking access to heaven where angels live. 
But Jesus came to give you access where God himself. Come on, hallelujah. Let me look for some. Let, let me look for somebody I can. You didn't catch what I'm saying. Nothing wrong with angels. It's a beautiful thing. But Jesus came to open a door for us to return to the source. To the main place we came from. Mm, Sit for two seconds. I'm about to finish. Don't worry. So, So now watch this. Understand this. So now. Jesus comes. And he starts by telling the disciples things that seemed strange. That his mind or the mind of God was not just for you to return to him. But as long as you are here, men ought to access God through you. I need to find somebody that is ready to be an access point. Ready to be a portal. This is why the Lord... Sit sit for two seconds. We're getting somewhere. This is why the Lord Jesus said this. He said, Father, I am praying. Not for you to take them out of this world. But my prayer is they become one. With you. As I am one with you. Let them become one. Meaning that if I meet the apostle of solution. I have also met him. Because me and him have become what? One. If I meet the apostle of solution. And I cannot find Jesus. There is a problem. It means he is speaking about something. Speaking about someone that he has no connection that if I meet them, I can access him. Are you hearing me, somebody? Yes. You see, we have diluted the mind of God concerning us. Because we are interested in the mediocre. We are not interested in what God's thoughts concerning us truly is. Are you listening to me, somebody? Peter got to a level. Ananias and Sapphira looking at him saying, "Ah, we sold our land for this much. He said, you thought you were talking to me. Didn't you know you were talking to the Holy Spirit? Wait, Peter. I'm confused. You didn't say that says the Lord. The whole time I'm having a conversation with you, I am lying, but I did not know you speaking to me was God speaking. How did he become so one? That lying to Peter, there is a consequence because you are not just speaking to Peter anymore. You are now speaking to the Holy Spirit himself. May you be overshadowed to the point of disappearing. That when men encounter you, they encounter the very presence of God. I receive. Somebody shout, do it for me, Lord. Do it for me, Lord. Sit, sit for two seconds. We are getting somewhere. You see, sometimes, many times, 
people are confused by me because they don't read their Bible. And if they read their Bible, they have been programmed not to see what scripture is truly saying. Are you hearing me? They are not, they are not. And if you say something like that, they will say, no, you are supposed to find Jesus. But Jesus ordained that if you meet his servant, you have met him. Anyone who receives one sent by the Lord, who comes in the name of the Lord, has also received who? The Lord that sent him. But when you're religious, you won't understand that. You will separate yourself from God who wants to be one with you. Ah. So, So capture this. So Jesus begins to teach them. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6 from verse 9 to 13. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 9. Hear this. After this manner, therefore pray ye. I want you to capture this because this will have a lot to do with what we are talking about. After this manner, therefore pray ye. Our Father which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hold on for a second. The kingdom of God is not heaven. He is separating heaven and the kingdom. Are you, are you understanding me, somebody? My father who is in heaven... Your kingdom come and your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Are are you hearing me? Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Notice he did not say heaven is inside of you. He's saying his kingdom should come. And his will to be done like it is in heaven. I'm going somewhere. Are you capturing this? Give us this day our daily bread. Notice, you can never have bread. The word bread there is daily needs, whatever you are in need of. You can never access what God has for you until the kingdom God cannot bring his will into a place until somebody is carrying the kingdom. I don't know if you're hearing what I'm saying. Not until somebody is going to heaven, no. And anyone who knows the kingdom, I've taught about this many times, it's Balsilia, means uh, uh, heavenly unction, access to God's own Mighty power. That's what Basilia means. It means royal appointment, royal encounter, royal uh, anointing and power. So before you can get your bread, you are struggling to fend for yourself. You are struggling with your family. You pray every day. But a portal has not been opened in your spirit 
Jesus said this. Notice what Jesus says. He goes to the Samaritan woman and he says, um, uh, if you want, uh, give me water. She says, uh, how can I give you water? I'm a Samaritan woman. He says, well, if you knew who was asking you for water, you would ask him for water because the waters I will give you, you will never thirst again. But you read in the book of James, you discover that also you carry a spring of water that men ought to come and drink from. So notice the same spring that is Jesus, that same spring is also supposed to exist in you. Out of their bellies, rushing living waters ought to flow. But where is that water coming from? That water is not on earth. It is water coming from the throne of God himself. It is the river of living water that is in heaven. But somebody can meet you and go and do this. And their life changes because there is a stream. Amen. That somebody doesn't need to die to experience rivers of living waters. They can encounter. I feel like you're not getting this. Let me sit down for two seconds. Let me talk to people who are at home. Let me talk to somebody that is at home. Notice these rivers, they exist in heaven. One day I'll tell you about my story of my encounters in heaven. I've never shared a lot. One day I'll just, I have a book that I, I, I said I will put out one day. It's called Encounters of, you know, and my encounters and stuff. But there are things I saw there by the grace of God. Not because of anything that I have earned or done. Purely the grace of God. I understand why Paul said, I saw things that words cannot utter. I understand why the Lord Jesus said, I'm telling you about earthly things. How would you believe if I told you about heavenly things? Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? So the same rivers flowing in heaven, they are supposed to flow out of you. Meaning you have become a gateway to access something in heaven that has made his way through you. Are you hearing me, somebody? Yes. Let, me, let, me, let me continue. And give us this, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I keep going. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom. Notice, for thine is the kingdom, not heaven is yours. For thine is the kingdom. The kingdom is yours. Heaven and earth, everything belongs to you. But for thine is the kingdom. Heaven angels live, but the kingdom is only yours. Ah, I'm going somewhere. Somebody didn't catch that revelation. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Without the kingdom, hear me somebody. Without the kingdom, there cannot be power. And if there is no power, there can never be glory. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. Uh, let me talk to the people online. The people, let me maybe talk to overflow somebody. Amen. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory. You experience the power of God because of his kingdom. Forever and ever. 
Amen. But when he taught them this prayer, his disciples still did not understand. I feel like I'm talking to myself. And the, and the real question is this. Let's, let's look at the Bible quick. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 31. Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or whether shall we be clothed? Verse 32. For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. Hold on right there. Jesus is saying if you're worried about what you're eating, what you're going to wear, where you're going to stay, you are like the Gentiles, you are not different. They should be worried because they don't belong to God. But if God is your father, God knows you need these things. Are you getting it? We are getting some, trust me, you will clap very well. Hold on one second. God knows. Your heavenly father knows, and he is using the word Abba. Showing the intimacy that God has with his children. This is not a God and creation relationship. This is a father and son relationship. Meaning he's aware of every missing detail. Or everything that needs to be added in your life. For after these things the Gentiles do seek. For your heavenly father. Knoweth that ye have need of these things. Verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Why is he encouraging you to seek the kingdom of God? Because the day you receive the kingdom of God, you will never ask, what should I wear? What should I... You will stop seeking after those things because the will of God will happen in your life because where the kingdom is, the will of God is also what? Done. It means if God wants to give you a house, he can give you a house without any issue, without any interruption. If God wants to give you a promotion, he can give you a promotion without any kind of interruption. If God wants to give you acceleration, he can give you acceleration. You see, I'm talking to people. You don't seek the kingdom for the purpose of heaven. You didn't hear what I said. You don't seek the kingdom for the purpose of heaven. Because the moment you declare, Lord Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior. Jesus has become your righteousness. If you die, you're going to heaven. We have many Christians that have received eternal life. They have received the power of the Holy Spirit. They have received the presence of the Holy Spirit. But the kingdom of God is not manifested in them. This is a reality. Not every Christian that is shandala, ba, 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 they have power. Nope. 
In fact, let me tell you what scripture actually says. It did not say you will become powerful when the Holy Spirit comes. The Bible says, ye shall receive power after. Meaning when the Holy Spirit comes, he has to do something in you. For the door of power. Hallelujah. I prophesy to you and to you and to you and to you. May you receive power from the Holy Spirit. I receive. So, so this is the reason why. See, sit for two seconds. Christians always have these things. Uh, pick up your authority. Pick up your authority. You can't pick it up. Why did you leave it down? <laughs> authority is automatic. It is not something you pick up, you lay down, you pick up. Me, if I come to you, you have a spirit. I pass by you. The demon will come out. The demon will manifest. Not because I prayed. The kingdom and his power is manifesting. The demons have to be put to shame. So that God can be glorified. Because this is what the Bible says. For this reason was the son of God manifest. So he can make an open show. So that he can show you how useless the devil is. I don't know if you can hear me. No, 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 no. Sit for two seconds. Let me, let me go through this. I'm about to finish this. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. And it's on his. Notice, this shows you that the, the righteousness is not what you do. The righteousness is a person. Because thine is the kingdom. So if you find the kingdom and his righteousness... Not an its righteousness. People say that wrong. Why? Jesus is speaking about himself. But he has not been crucified yet. This is why when you go into Acts and you see the apostles, they begin to declare, Jesus is our righteousness. Because everything you and me will ever do to be correct or right before God is simply filthy rags. I don't care how well you live. If your goodness is apart from Jesus, you may actually end up in hell. There are people in the world that are better than a lot of Christians. In fact, to be honest with you, the most unforgiving people are in the church. You do one mistake. They will call you a witch, a wizard, or whatever they will call you. You stumble one time, they will excommunicate you. That is the church. But Jesus, you come to him. You say, uh, who is condemning you? You say, nobody, Lord. You say, even me, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. Some of the greatest Christian generals that God raised for the body of Christ. Simply because they are still men. Simply because they are still women, they can stumble. People rejected them and rejected the kingdom of God, the grace of God that was given to them to benefit. A great woman of God like Catherine Kuhlman got divorced. Maria Woodward Etta, her first husband cheated on her. Her second husband died abruptly. Why is these things, why are they having bad things happening to them yet they are people of God? There are other men of God that fight each other for no reason. Simply because I don't understand you and I don't like you so you are... 
we are doing all these things simply because the heart of Christ is not in us. Is not in us at all. Very few of us actually display it. Whereby somebody can be wrong, you can embrace them. In Christianity today, if you're wrong, I have to take you out and show everybody that you are wrong. Then I show them that I'm really righteous. Because I rebuked you in front of everybody. And reprimanded you before everybody. That justifies... What kind of spiritual family is this? But we do this because... The kingdom is not in us. His righteousness is not in us. We have our own righteousness. I have never done this. That one is false because it does it. Ah, Let me tell you something that you may not know. Look in your scriptures. The most gifted people had the most weaknesses. He that is forgiven much loves much. Many of these people cannot love. Because either they forgot where God brought them from. Forgot it. And they entered into their own righteousness where they have justified themselves. Or they qualified themselves. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No, no, sit for two seconds. Let me not be carried away. But seek, thank you, ma. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. Meaning whoever finds the kingdom has found the father. Our father who art in heaven. Allow be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done. Whoever gets access to the kingdom has also accessed not only the rule of the father, the desire of the father. This is what Jesus kept saying. I must do what my father. The son only does what his father is doing. Yet his father never walked on earth. The son only does what he has seen the father done. Did you see the father walking? So what is Jesus seeing the father doing? The kingdom was within him. He already knew the will, the purpose of what his father had. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, notice, shall be added unto you. You are not supposed to ever pray for bread. It's supposed to be added. Let me prophesy to somebody. You are never supposed to wonder where you are supposed to live. It's supposed to be added. You are not ever supposed to wonder what should happen to me. It's supposed to be what? Added. It is automatic because you are in the center of his will. You are in the midst of his will. You are planted You are rooted. You are kept and guarded in the center of his will. You may be 
in the wilderness but stream, streams of living waters will come to you yes. oh. you may be in the middle of nowhere but bread will come to you yes because you are anchored planted rooted in the center of his will now sit for two seconds i'm about to finish So the reason why I can go to the eagle of Miami and within the service he will stop and say, you, I saw this, I saw this. God says this, be free in two weeks. This and this will happen. How is he having access to this? Because he has the kingdom. Too good. Teaching too good, prophet. When you carry the kingdom, you reveal his will. You manifest his will. You manifest his desire. God wants all men healed. God wants all people healed. God doesn't want anyone sick. God doesn't want anyone in lack. God doesn't want anyone in poverty. That's not his will. If you look at heaven, they walk on gold. That is what he wants because his kingdom is reigning there and he wants the same reign here. But why is it that if I want healing, I have to look for Apostle Goshen to pray for me, yet I have the same Jesus he's praying to. I'm trying to communicate something Maybe I'm only speaking to overflow. Maybe I'm only speaking to those who are at home. Why is it? You'll be talking to the same Jesus. You'll be having the same Holy Spirit. But if Mama Ghana just blesses you, your life opens up. God, why are you listening to them more than me? The point is not that God is listening to them more than you. You don't carry the kingdom. So what God wants for you, he cannot get it to you because you are not a portal. You are not an access point that he can just deliver. I prophesy to somebody. May rivers of living see you. I don't know if you can hear me. See, sit down for two seconds. Sit down for two seconds. We are going somewhere. I have five minutes. I'm trying to use it to the best of my ability. Are, are you hearing me? Because if you are in the center of God's will, there will never be something like we don't have enough. When you're within his will, you give thanks. Because he's aware, bread will multiply. If you're outside of his will, you will look for money so you can buy bread. But if you're in the center of his will, you can take the same bread and you say, Father, I thank you. Put it down. Break it. And 12 Hallelujah. Why? Because you have become a place. 
you have become a location. You have become a door. That if God wants to touch Revelation Church, Lord, the Lord just opens the belly of Prophet Lovi Elias. Yeah. He steps out. Yeah. Touches you. Touch. Yeah. You're teaching. You're teaching prophet. May you become even better to your family, to those who are around you. Shout, I receive it in Jesus' name. I receive it. I'll sit for two seconds. I'm about to finish. Ah. Are you sure you're here? Luke 17. Verse 20. Now notice what Jesus is saying. (laughs) I love the word of God. Because the word of God can only be seen not by natural study you need the holy spirit to be your teacher if the holy spirit is not teaching you you will not see the mysteries of the kingdom you won't even know them watch this and when he was demanded of the pharisees when the kingdom of god should come he answered them and said The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Ah. When the kingdom comes, you don't see it because it is inside of somebody. I I feel like I'm teaching the wrong. I'm a, a... The kingdom of God is not by what? Observation. It is not by observation. Meaning it's not something you can stand there and say, Oh, there goes the kingdom. (laughs) That is why the Bible says, Great is the mysteries of God. The Lord Jesus came. They never knew that God presented his kingdom before them. They saw a man, they never observed the kingdom. Because they thought if the kingdom comes, you will see it. But yet God brought a man. Where when you came to him, he didn't make you to fast and pray for you to break generational curses. In his presence, he can look at you and say, pick up your bed. Your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees were offended. How, how, how can you say this? This man is a blasphemer. They thought he was like them, not knowing he carried. Hallelujah. You are not like everybody else after this. Receive. Especially those who are rejoicing. Ah. Hallelujah. No, no, no. Watch this. Sorry. I have one minute. I'm trying to observe the screen. Ah. Lebra Valiga Azuka. Neither shall they say, Lo here or Lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is. They were looking for location. Jesus said, No, you're looking in the wrong place. It will not be observed where you will say, Let me go to where the kingdom is. 
The kingdom is over here. So many times when people are trying to tell people, yeah, seek first the kingdom. Don't seek this. They don't know the kingdom is the power. And that is where the glory also resides. And that is where the, the blessing of God, the manifestation of God, the increase of God, the promotion of God is. But they lead you to seek the kingdom because you are such a sinner. That you need to look for the kingdom because you are so bad. That was not the context in which the kingdom was used. Are you hearing me, somebody? Neither shall they say, lo, here, or lo, there. For behold, the kingdom of God is. Not it shall be, is within you. Now, I want us to look at this because I'll finish with this. Let's go to the first thing I read, John 16 from verse 20. I'm going to finish with this. John 16 from verse 20. Now, every time you see verily, verily, Jesus is trying to rub a point in. He's trying to make that point extremely clear. He's trying to force it inside of you. He's trying to knock your head to open it, to plant it in your subconscious. He's trying to show you how serious he is. The moment he says verily, verily, you need to pay attention. Hmm? Why are you pushing for this? Verily, verily, I say unto you, they that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice. Some of you are here. You're wondering why those people that don't pray, don't fast, don't do anything. Lord, why are you blessing them, but not blessing me? Everything in their life is good, but my life is bad. Listen, what they have is temporary. God is trying to put something in you that will go to your children and your children's children. Yes. God wants you to have eternal access unto himself. Not just temporary things. Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and ye shall be sorrowful, but, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. Somebody's sorrow is about to turn. Somebody's tears are about to shift. It is about to become joy that will be unshaken. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Now watch this. Watch this. Verse 21. Hey God. He gives an example. A woman when she is in travail hath sorrow because her hour is come. You are in pain because your hour has come on. Hallelujah. Glory you are broke because your hours doors are closing because your hour because nothing can be opened inside of you unless there is tears. 
there must be a cry before an hallelujah the access Jesus is on the cross Jesus is bleeding Jesus is suffering for our sake until he cried my father my father why have you forsaken me and he did that to fulfill something that was written about him after he said that the bible says then he said it is finished and he gave up his spirit your cry come on let me talk to somebody that is already oh. I wish I had somebody on the organ or something. I feel like preaching or something. Hear me by the spirit of God. Ah, no, 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 no. One second, one second, one second. Don't lower my mood. I need, I need some organ or something. Hear me, hear me. A woman, when she is in travail, had sorrow. Notice, the sorrow is not because you are doing bad. The sorrow is a sign that the your moment your moment your hour your season it is a sign Look at your neighbor, say your tears are a sign. Your tears are a sign. Your pain is a sign. Your pain is a sign. That rejection is a sign. That rejection is a sign. That your hour has a... That your hour has come. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hear, hear me by the spirit. Hear me by the spirit. Hear me by the spirit. You lost that house because your hour for a better house has come. Yeah. You lost that marriage because God wants to give you the right husband, the right wife. Yes. You lost that job because God is making you a business owner. Yes. I feel like I'm talking to myself. They rejected you so that God can open a new circle of friends for you. Yes. They rejected you so God can give you destiny helpers. Yes. I prophesy to somebody. Prophesy. Your hour has arrived. Yes. Your moment has come. Yes. Ah, hold on one second. I feel like I'm on my own. I feel like I'm the only one feeling it the way I'm feeling it in my spirit. When I look at all the attacks, I rejoice. Yes. I understand that God is expanding. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is a sign. Ah. I have never met somebody that God made to become somebody that never was rejected, never was attacked. Jesus was attacked. What about me? I rejoice because it means my hour. Um, they thought my hour came, but they pushed me into another. Yes. Hallelujah. It is a sign. 
High five your neighbor, tell them it is a sign. It is a sign. Don't confuse your sorrow. Don't confuse your sorrow. Touch somebody, tell them, neighbor, don't confuse your sorrow. Neighbor, don't confuse your sorrow. For it to mean pain. For it to be pain. For it to mean failure. For it to be failure. It's simply a sign. It is simply a sign. To show you that your hour has come. To show you that your hour has come. Somebody shout fire. Hallelujah. Now, 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 hear me. Notice this. Notice this. Notice this. Notice this. Because our hour is come. But as soon as, you see, the devil comes to you. When your hour has come. Because he knows the pain that comes is not him because the devil has no power over you. He knows he cannot touch you because your life is hidden in Christ and in God. He cannot touch you because you are hidden within the Father. Let me prove to you this scripturally, not only by that verse. If you read in the book of Revelation, when the angel cried with a loud voice and said, who is able to open the scroll? John and the angel saw God sitting on the throne. They saw the one who sat on the throne holding the scroll and the seven seals. But when the elder came to them, he opened a new dimension for them and gave them other eyes to see. He came to them and said, you looked in heaven, you did not find anybody. You looked on earth, you did not see anybody. You looked under the earth, you did not see anybody. But behold, the root of Jesse, the lion of the tribe of Judah. The Bible then said, they looked on the same throne. And in the midst of the throne, they saw the Lamb of God. The whole time they could not see him. The whole time they did not see him, they just saw God the Father. They did not know in the midst of the Father there was a Lamb. Now you imagine, if the devil looks for you, if he even manages to see God, he will still not see you. Because you are hidden within the Lamb. Come on. I feel like I'm talking to the wrong people. Maybe that was too deep for you. Hear me by the Spirit of God. Hear me. Hear me. The devil knows he can do nothing to you. But he knows when your hour comes, it is natural. It is normal for you to be in pain. Haven't you ever asked yourself? The Bible speaks great things of our father Job. The whole time Satan was on earth, he knew about Job, but he never presented himself before God. But one day, when the sons of God came to bear a report before God, the devil also came. And God now was probing him, telling him, Hey, have you seen my son Job? There is none like him. Have you seen prophet Lovi Elias? Yes. Have you seen the people in Revelation Church? Yes. There is none. On, uh, no, no, no. Catch this by the Spirit. 
catch it. There is none like him. The devil said, Lord, is it not because you have blessed him? Is it not because you have done all these things for him? That's why he loves you. Take your hand off him. Notice he did not say, let me attack him. He knows he has no right to touch you. Except the right that is given to him. The devil is asking permission. He's requesting permission. Saying, Lord, just remove your hand. And take what you gave him. Let's see. If he will still love you. You see the problem with you. Uh, many of you. I used to be like that. But thank God I am not like that. And this ended years ago. There is no day actually to be honest with you. I ever blamed God. Or looked at God and said God how could you. Never in my life. Before the Lord as he lives forever. I have never blamed God for anything. Never. Because I understand. Everything happens for a reason. So God takes his hand off Job and tells him, touch everything, but don't touch him. Notice what God is saying. I am giving you permission to touch everything. But the devil did not say, I destroyed the things in Job's life. He said, Lord, take your hand off and take what you gave him. So what was lost is not that the devil took it. God just took it for a replacement. Oh, you're teaching. While the devil is busy thinking, hear, hear, hear me, hear me, hear me. The whole time, the whole time, his wife is complaining, how could you do that? Just curse this God and die. Reject this God and die. Job said, I came from my mother's womb naked. Naked I will go back. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken. Notice for you when something happens, your first thing is, uh, that witch, that wizard, the devil has been fighting me. You don't know the mind of God because you are not within the kingdom. Job understood God so well that he never complained. If anything, he worshipped God. Because he understood God was doing something. The whole time, God is calculating, saying, and I'm paraphrasing, I gave Job 20,000 camels. By this stage, he should have 100,000. But the only way I can give him 100,000, I must take the seed that produced 40, because I must give him a seed that can produce 100 fold. Some of you did not get what I just told you. If what you have in your life produced little, that is its capacity. Because God gave things to produce after its kind. So when you get to a level where you have outgrown what you have, God has to uproot it. Reprepare the ground for a better seed that will produce... Come on, Hallelujah. prophet. You're teaching too good. I prophesy to somebody. Yes. Your hour has come. Hour has come. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. But as soon as she delivered, as soon as she's delivered of her child, she remembers no more the anguish. 
I remember when Andrew was being born. I was there with his mom. I was there. I stood by there. I remembered how his, mo his mother hated needles. That day she asked for the biggest needle I'd ever seen in my life. I said, hey! I was shocked. I'd never seen anything like that. I have never been blamed like that in my life. It's your fault. <laughs> ah! But the moment my son came out of the womb, the first thing Andrew ever did was grab my thumb. He never cried when he was born. He just looked at me. He, he grabbed my finger, sorry. And he looked at me, and he was just like... <laughs> he never cried. The doctor had to shake him a little bit for him to go. He, all he did was, eh, eh. <laughs> when he was a baby, he was never a crybaby, never. But the moment she saw the baby, she forgot. All the pain, all the complaining went out the window. When God blesses you and you hold that blessing... I am prophesying to somebody. Amen. You are about to forget your sorrows. Yeah. You are about to forget your pain. Yeah. You are about to forget it all. You are about to forget it. Are you hearing me? She remembered no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. It's like, wow. I remember when, uh, uh, when, uh, when uh, my sister-in-law, Rio's mother, when God gave her the miracle. You see, what we manifest, we don't only manifest it outside. It began in our own house. Yeah. This, my nephew, miracle baby. The mother was like, ah, you know, the doctor said this because of the medicine. I said, don't worry. God just told me, make her babysit Andrew. So I remember asking her to babysit Andrew. After a few weeks... I saw her reading, what to expect when you're expecting. She was pregnant. I remember when she was rushed in the hospital to give birth because he was a C-section baby. And they opened up. She said, ah, how it felt. I don't, I would never. Hey. When she held her baby. Now she has three kids. Every time she got pregnant, she was like, ah, why? The moment the kids came, oh my gosh. I just need a baby girl. Ah. One boy, two boys, then a girl. Three children. But the, I remember, ah, I felt the hands, the trunk. After a little bit, oh, I have baby fever. <laughs> Every time your appetite increases, the sign to know that heaven's portal is opening in you yes. to birth something yes. is when you begin to have sorrow. When you begin to throw up, you don't know why you're throwing. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Now, now, notice this. Notice this. I'm about to finish. Verse 22. And ye now know, therefore, have sorrow. But I will see you again. This is when Jesus is telling them, I'm going to heaven. The world will not see me, but you will see me. 
The guys are sad. But I will see you again. And your hearts shall rejoice. And your joy no man taketh from you. You see, the reason why when your business doesn't do good, you complain. You need to ask yourself, did my strength produce it? Or did it come from God? Because what comes from God, the blessing of God maketh rich and adds no sorrow. Because the sorrow that you had was to give birth. After you give birth, you're supposed to be in joy. If another sorrow comes, it's because you're about to give birth again. Oh so there should not be unnecessary sorrow. Maybe this is for overflow. I don't know. Touch your neighbor. Say neighbor. Neighbor. Your joy. Your joy. Will not be taken from you. Will not be taken from you. Uh, verse 21. I'm about to finish. A pro- or 22. Is it 23? Okay. And in that day. Notice. In that day. What day? The day that I come back to you. When the kingdom, when people read this, they are thinking on the day that you will come from heaven. That's not what the Bible was talking about. People are thinking about the last day. That's not what it's talking about. How do we know it? I will show you. And in that day, ye shall ask me nothing. Why will you not ask me anything? For verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Notice. He did not say, in heaven nobody asks anything. In heaven people just worship. There is no request because we are fulfilled because we are in him. But Jesus is saying, the day I come, you will ask my father anything and it shall be done to you. Are are you hearing me? Look at the next verse. Then he he confuses them by telling them the truth, but the revelation they could not capture in that hour. Listen to this. Here, there, whatever that word means. (laughs) Have ye asked nothing in my name? Wait, I thought you said on the day that you will come, we will ask you of nothing. But whatsoever we will ask the Father, he will give it to us. That's what you just said. But now you're saying another statement again. Until now you have asked me nothing. You have asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. Wait. Jesus is telling them, you have already seen me. You don't know I'm already inside of you. Others will wait for that day, but you don't need to. I... You can ask right now. You can <laughs> You can ask right now. Verse 25. Look at this. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs. But the time cometh, when is that time? When I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs. Meaning when he comes he will not speak in Proverbs. But I shall show you plainly of the Father. I will show you Papa. If we are in heaven, no one needs to show us Papa. We are where Papa is. 
The question you need to ask yourself, am I indeed carrying the kingdom? Am I indeed a carrier of the kingdom? That is the question. That is the authentic question. You need to investigate your heart. Ask yourself genuinely, truly, yes, I love the Lord, but have I accepted his will? Has his kingdom come? Am I in the midst of his will? You see, we are so short-sighted because this is how we seek the will of God. Lord, should I take this job or not? Should I go left or right? But yet when you are in the center of his will, you are led by the Spirit. Yes. You will find yourself like Jacob. You're thinking you're running away from your brother, but you end up at the gate of heaven. Come on. God doesn't need to tell you go left, go right. You will find yourself. Listen to what the Bible says. Capture this. The steps of the righteous are ordered. They are ordered. They are so the leading is not you are chasing after somebody. The leading is your feet are ordered. Your feet are just going where you don't know. Why am I running in this day? So good. You thought your decisions were a mistake. I'm here to prophesy to you. Prophesy. You are being led. Lift up your right hand. Say, Father. Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lead me unto your kingdom. Lead me unto your kingdom. Let the kingdom and your will manifest in me. Let the kingdom and your will manifest in me. That I will carry out whatever you want me to. That I will carry out whatever you want me to. Lord, I want to be in the center of your will. Lord, I want to be in the center of your will. I want to be in the midst of the kingdom I want to be in the midst of the kingdom that everything else I need but everything else I need because you are my father because you are my father they will be added on me they will be added on me lift your voice and begin to call on the Lord thanks for joining us we trust that what you have received today will change your life forever please follow us on social media at Prophet Lovi and Revelation Church LA for updates events and teachings if you are interested in connecting with this teaching, head over to ProfitLovi.com or RevelationChurchLA.org and click on Giving. Revelation Church is located in Simi Valley, California and has prophetic service every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to see you there. Until next time, Shalom.